0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Therese Reese, and normally what I do is read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry, but I will not be doing that during this episode. Instead, I am going to pick up where I left off, Um, Because my podcast ended up being interrupted. So this is part two of a tarnished name. So what I learned yesterday is that because you need to be mindful of how long it has taken for you to heal from your traumatic experiences... I truly believe that it is important for you to create ways of escape before being confronted with a situation that could potentially trigger you. Depending on the depths of that trauma that you may have experienced, that also will depend on how you react. And a lot of times... People don't necessarily recognize that they are in the presence of something that may trigger them until after the fact, which could potentially become too late. Now, only by the grace of God, I truly believe that because I've been doing the work, I try to pray without ceasing. I try to make sure that I put myself in a position to where before I go into any atmosphere that I am in the appropriate headspace, no matter who it is that I'm encountering. But I still fall short daily in some way, form or fashion. So one of the things that I have learned to do is to talk to the people that I know and truly believe have my best interest at heart. So anytime that I try anytime that I'm in a situation and I realize after the fact that I've been triggered, and a lot of times because of me having my own deficiencies with the tumor in my brain, my reactive responses are delayed. And that's one of the deficiencies That I have. And so it may take me hours to realize that I've been triggered. At this point, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It might be a good thing. It might be God covering me for real. But when I have an opportunity to truly process what it is that I've encountered, the reason why talking to certain people helps to quiet the storm is because I am desiring and one of my wholehearted desires is to wholeheartedly heal from a lot of the trauma that I've been through. <coughs> Excuse me. Part of that healing process is being completely transparent. Part of that healing process is me writing in my journal. Part of that healing process is whenever those emotions start to come forth, To not judge those emotions, but to actually pay attention to them. And that's actually what happened to me yesterday. I was doing just fine. So I thought. And I had gone to an event, one that I truly believed that I could handle. And it wasn't until maybe six or seven hours later when I was trying to get ready for bed that it dawned on me, something in my spirit doesn't feel right. So I became emotional. And this is when I reached out to someone whom I hold near and dear to my heart. And I started to process verbally what it was that I was feeling. And I started listening to who I believe is the Holy Spirit to figure out Where did this come from? Because if nothing was taking place, (coughs) excuse me, in my world that would cause me to get to this level of emotion, where did these emotions come from? So what I did as I started praying through the process, as I started talking about the process, I started to realize that I had placed myself in a situation where I was actually triggered. But I didn't know the magnitude of the trigger until my everything settled within me and I was ready for bed. But upon discovering that, I had to do some real immediate work, like self-help work. And that's only because I have learned that it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. I have also learned that I cannot, whenever my emotions c- go a certain route, I have to deal with them quickly. There's some things that you can kind of, you know, schedule an appointment and be like, oh, okay, I'll talk to this person on this day or I'll talk to this person on that day. But for me, because I know that I've done a lot of work, my healing is, it's vital for me in every way. And so I began to talk about Why these, and now keep in mind, although I was discussing how these things were triggers, in the course of me discussing how they were triggers, what I recognized, I have never truly journaled, nor consulted with my therapist, nor processed the level of trauma that I went through in those incidences. And in this particular occasion, it was many triggers all up, balled up in one. And it didn't hit me. And I'm really, really grateful until after the fact. But as I started to unpack, like, why is this still a trigger? I thought this was address, addressed. I thought this was, I was okay with it. You know, I started going through the whole checklist. And as I'm going through the checklist, I start to realize you never really dealt with this trauma. In fact, you did the opposite. You might have acknowledged that it hurt, but you didn't attempt to heal from it. You might have addressed, let's say there were six triggers. You might have addressed two of the six, but you haven't addressed all six. And had I not been placed in that situation, truth be told, I don't believe I would have ever even known that those triggers were lying dormant within me. But what it did was bring all of that stuff back up to the surface. Whereas that's where, which is where the emotions came from. So what do you do in my particular situation? I happen to be outside of the situation before I recognized that I had been triggered. But what do you do if you are within the situation and then you become triggered? See, in my opinion, I believe that if you find the right therapist, if you find the right godly counselor, a lot of these things you can be equipped with the tools that are necessary for you to be able to Have your way of escape already in plan before you ever get into a situation like that. And I'm not saying that I am a person who is easily triggered now because I've done a lot of work to prevent that from happening. But there are a lot of triggers that literally all of this just came to my mind yesterday that I have never truly dealt with. That I didn't even realize were still factors in my world. So when I contacted this person. That I hold near and dear to my heart. And I began to. I mean when I you know had the conversation. And began to talk all of this out. What he stated to me was. See. This is the information that you need to share with certain people. Because by your sharing your testimony of what it is that you've been through, that can help other people know how to bring certain conversations to your attention, how to handle you. You know how like whenever you have these packages, right? And it'll say, um, Be fra, it'll say fragile all over the package. You know, that's within that box. Something within that box is fragile. You know that if it is handled or mishandled in an inappropriate way, that everything within that box is going to shatter into little bitty pieces or it may break off on just that corner. It just depends on what the object is on the inside of that box. Well, Until yesterday, I did not recognize that I am a package that has fragile all over it. And there, wherever the little fragile signs are, those are areas that have to be dealt with in a very tender fashion. But I didn't know that until yesterday. So what do you do? When you have been an individual who has been impacted by a tarnished name. And let's say it's something, it was, an, it was something that was created to crush you. For whatever the intent was behind it, that part is irrelevant. But it was something that was intended to crush you. And you may believe deep down inside that you've done everything that you need to do, not for that to be a factor in your life, not for it to be a crutch, not for it to be something. You've tried your best for it not to be a trigger. And then you walk into an atmosphere where what should have happened Is that warning, 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 warning. Something should have alerted you to let you know. You may be about to step on some gold. I mean some, what do they call them y'all? Grenades. You might be about to step on some grenades. And you're thinking in your mind. But all of these smiles, all of this beauty. No. These people wouldn't hurt me. Because you're in the present. But then as time goes on throughout the day, you recognize some of these people already have hurt me. And I never dealt with it. How do you handle that? And for me, it may be different for you. When it comes to a tarnished name or having a tarnished name or recovering from having a tarnished name. But for me, when I say a tarnished name, I'm speaking in regards to being a mother to my children. See, this is the reason why it's vital for you to surround yourself with people that genuinely have the purest intentions toward you because if you put yourself in a situation unknowingly to trust the untrustable or untrustworthy then what may happen is that by default you could be receive a tarnished name the other day someone asked me for a ride to go somewhere now i've only seen this individual In passing, I have never sat at a lunch or a dinner or any event with this individual. I know nothing about this individual. All I know is in passing, I say hi, he says hi, and that's it. I go my way, he goes his. Only on one particular occasion has he offered to take out my trash. And I reluctantly obliged Aside from that, I know nothing about this individual. However, one day as I was going to run errands, this individual stopped me dead in my tracks and said, hey, can you give me a ride to X, Y, Z? The old Teresa would have done that with no problem. The new Teresa cannot afford to do that. Some of y'all will catch that later. One of the reasons why I cannot afford to do that is because life has taught me just because you look friendly does not truly make you friendly. Just because you look safe, that doesn't really make you safe. Just because you look honest, that does not make you truly honest. And just because you say you're my friend, that does not truly make you my friend. So as I have weathered those storms and gone through those trials and tribulations and been devastated on so many different levels, I have come to realize the hard way or what most would consider the hard way. That everything that looks the way that it is, is not necessarily what it is. So before I knew how to put certain people in place to help guard my heart, I was oblivious to the fact that there are people out there that will to do you harm by any means necessary. Especially if you hurt their feelings especially if you don't co-sign for the route that they want to go, especially if what you desire doesn't look like what they desire. The list goes on. But I learned it the hard way and it caused me to lose the custody of my oldest three children. And I have always believed that after speaking to a therapist, after going to counseling, after getting godly counsel, after talking to specific people, that I was wholeheartedly, 100% healed from those experiences. But I have learned that some wounds that are inflicted on you, including a tarnished name, can take a lifetime to heal from, if ever. See, not everything that you go through is guaranteed to be healed. You may have the appearance that you've gotten it all together. But if we were to look deep down inside of your heart, we would see brokenness all over. I've learned that about myself. And in the course of my learning that I wanted to help someone else, because if you're that person who is like, all I'm trying to do is get a job. I know what I did back in 1965, but now all I'm trying to do is get a job. Why are they still holding that against me? I'm not that same person. I don't even operate that way any longer. I don't even think like that. Why are they still holding my past against me? By the way they look. By the way they interact. By the way they give me the side eye. By the way they make certain comments. Why is that still a factor? When it should be a non-factor because I've done the work. What you've got to understand is that everyone is not going to celebrate your victories. Whether good, whether, whether big or small. Because if it's a victory in my sight, it's good. So whether big or small, they're not gonna, everyone is not going to co-sign for you being victorious. So when I was speaking to this individual, one thing that he said was, when you know better, you do better. So now that you know that certain atmospheres, yes, I get it, it didn't trigger you until way, way, way later when you had an opportunity to genuinely process what had taken place. But what are you going to do different so that you don't get yourself in this position where now you are an emotional wreck and you are trying to figure out why am I feeling this way? So I sat there and I listened and I thought to myself. Hmm. I haven't dealt with these triggers. Ever. So I need to journal I need to schedule an appointment with my therapist and I need to unpack what healing from these triggers looks like for me. Because I got the surface part down, but the root of what caused the surface to be an issue. I don't think I've ever truly dealt with. And to find out. That at 48 years old, I still have certain matters of my heart that truly need tending to for the sake of my mental health, for the sake of being healthy all the way around. See, some of this weight that we carry on our bodies would fall by the wayside if we would address the weight that is so heavy on our hearts. Some of the weight that is on our bodies would fall by the wayside if we would just address the weight that is heavy on our hearts. And so I'm starting to recognize that that's something that I thought I had overcome. But then I had to give it real, real, real attention. And what I recognize is that, no, you didn't overcome it like you think you did. You may have dealt with it when it happened, but you most likely pacified it, if anything. You addressed the surface because the surface is what you could see, but you never truly connected the dots and dealt with it from that perspective. So now I got to go all the way back and start to unpack other triggers that have been lying dormant in my life and a tarnished name is one of them because what do you do when someone has given you a tarnished name and deep down inside you're like hey i was i didn't even know who i was in that season of my life i was trying to learn how to be a mother. And now it's being held against me. See some of. The, if you were to really talk to a lot of the people in the world. Even people in prison. They'll say something like. Hey. All I did was give old boy or old girl a ride to the store. I didn't know they were carrying drugs in their backpack. But now I'm guilty by association." How did that happen? Because you trusted him. Because you trusted him. And you trusted your judgment. And sometimes our judgment is off. Because people don't always tell you the opposite of what they are. Just like when you're entering into a relationship and you tend to meet the representative how many people start off telling you, man, look, when I get upset, I am liable to start boxing. I just need you to know that. They're not going to tell you that nine times out of 10, the very first date. Or man, when I get upset, I get to grabbing all my, you know, because women love doing this, taking all my stuff out the house. I, 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 I'm not doing When I get upset, that's normally not how you start a conversation when you're trying to get to know an individual. And it's not many people that are going to tell you that they have a tarnished name and why they have a tarnished name. They're not going to lead with that. Nine times out of 10, what ends up happening is that once you've been in a relationship, a friendship, A romantic relationship. Maybe it's a relative and now y'all have gotten closer. Y'all have bonded. So then you begin to have those conversations. But it's typically not the very first thing you tell someone you just meet. If you cross me, I will hurt you. No one is going to tell you that. But then when you're in the midst of it and you're like, but I thought you said that you loved me. And now you're taking my children from me. What is happening here? Oh, and there's more. I'm a what? Unfit mother? I haven't even had enough time to be a parent. Can I figure it out first, please and thank you, before you're tarnishing my name? Or no, is that too much like right? Remember, fear is the False evidence appearing real. And there are a lot of people on the face of this earth that have operated in fear. Fear of losing a relationship, fear of losing custody of their children, fear of losing a job, fear of losing their house, fear of losing whatever they hold value to. And they will go to whatever. Ever extreme is required to get their point across. Now, I am grateful to God for His redemptive power because even as I have been through some of the worst of storms, quite frankly, as I was expressing to someone this individual. I am surprised that what I've been through didn't take me out. But I am grateful to God that what I've been through didn't take me out. See, it's easy to take someone's Frustration. Let's say they're expressing themselves and they're frustrated and you're in the midst of that conversation. You're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can see that. Man, I'm frustrated, too. Why would they do you like that? It takes a different type of person to be like. Would you like to look at why you're frustrated? Where is that stemming from? Can we look and address the root of that issue? See, that's where a therapist comes in because the therapist is going to let you vent and let you talk about your issues. But then they're going to be like, we need to create tools in order for you to overcome this. If you were to ever go through this again, and let's go ahead and look at that route. Make sure that, you know, you have a great relationship with your therapist. You know, sometimes you got to go to two, three, four or five or whatever in order for you to find a good therapist. I'm just saying. But what they will help you do is to look at the root. Life coaches do that too. Life coaches can be great as well. And so being able to go through what I've been through, writing my book of poetry was only one of the ways that I have addressed healing while hurting. Now I'm encouraged to go just a little bit deeper. And the reason why it's imperative that I go just a little bit deeper Is because I want to be mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, physically healthy, healthy, and spiritually healthy. As well as psychologically healthy. And so because those are my desires, because I want the generational curses to stop with me so that my children will be all the better for it then I'm willing to do the work. It is not always easy to face your demons. Because you got a lot of scenarios where if you're not careful, other people will bring your past up over and over and over and over and over, and over again. What do you do to get into a place of serenity? When you have weathered the storm, when you have gotten a tarnished name, what do you do to reset? What do you do to reframe that negative experience? One of the things that I would suggest is surrounding yourself by people that will edify you. Because whenever you've been beat down, it is easy To become so discouraged that you don't ever want to get back up. So the only way that I truly believe in my honest opinion that you can combat that is for you to surround yourself with people that will speak life into you or speak life back into you. I have this young lady. I just think she just has a beautiful soul, but I I've known her for many years and I know her backstory And I've never seen her as the things that she has shared with me. But recently, well, I'm saying recently, but it might be a year ago by now. But I'm going to say recently because a year is still recent. Recently, she found love. And when she found love, she was already glowing before she found love because she had made up in her mind that she was going to focus on her weight loss. And then she lost this weight. But then she ended up finding love. So the glow, it looks a little different when you fall in love, if y'all know what I mean. And so the person I truly believe that she has opted to do life with, he compliments her because when he sees her, he doesn't see her past. He sees who she is now. And knowing her, She's divulged her past to him, but it didn't taint the way that he currently sees her. That's another way that you can redeem yourself from a tarnished name. You don't have to be who people say you are. You're going to have naysayers. You're going to have people that are against you. You're going to have people that try to run your name in the mud. For whatever reason, that part's irrelevant. There's a book called What You Think About Me Is None of My Business. I can't recall who wrote it, but yeah, it speaks for itself. Sometimes you just got to make up in your mind. What you think about my tarnished name (laughs) is none of my business. Especially when I've made up in my mind that that's just a part of the story. God hasn't finished writing my book. So this is going to conclude my episode on today. But before I conclude, conclude, I wanted to read a letter to my future hubby. And it is entitled A Tarnished Name. And it is dated January the 24th of 2022. Dear future hubby, please know that I understand that you have a past. I also understand that your past does not define you. However, if for any reason your name was tarnished because of past choices, please know that I will not judge you. Instead, I will help to build you up. I... I'm sorry y'all. I ended up losing what I was doing. <laughs> forgive me. Forgive me. I will even help to rebuild you. Why? Because I understand what having a tarnished name feels like. I understand that it feels what it feels like to be ostracized. I understand what it feels like to be misunderstood. And I understand what it feels like to be falsely accused. Time has taught me the essence of forgiveness. The essence of forgiving my past. The essence of forgiving my past choices. And the essence of forgiving the people of the past who caused me so much pain. Concerning each And every area of my life, as well as the essence of forgiving myself. I now wholeheartedly understand the power of God's redemptive power. I pray that I never take this gift for granted. However, should you also be someone who has experienced a tarnished name, please know that I will not be that person to hold your past against you. Rather, the opposite. I will be that person who helps you in the process of being redeemed from your tarnished name by loving you through the pain, whether the pain is from the past, in the present, or in your future. I intend to help you work through the matters of your heart. I intend to help you become the very best version of yourself as I pray that you will also do the same for me so that God will receive the glory from our union. This, my future hubby, is my prayer for us. I love you, love, Teresa. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please, do me a huge favor and don't just take care of yourself because there is only one you, but forgive yourself too. Be encouraged. God bless you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a good one and thank you for listening. Bye.